0: Waves in the Finiverse.
1: Hello and welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm Walter Jennings, your host for this podcast. As Asia returns from Chinese New Year break, we are leaping into the year of the rabbit. look with many analysts kicking off the year with predictions we thought we'd jump into in true rabbit style so here are our predictions for 2023 number one is there will be a war for web3 talent we've seen waves of layoffs in 2022 hitting the technology industry many of those professionals will jump into good roles in banks corporations supporting their digitization effort But any of those folks with Web3 experience, blockchain engagement, they're going to land well. Uh, So I think we'll have quite an active jobs market in 2023. The second prediction will be the continued growth of payments, but I'm going to call it payments with benefits so that you're able to perhaps round up every one of your payments by... 15 20 cents or a dollar and suddenly save money they're calling it impulse investing or impulse savings so payment services have certainly grown this year we'll see them next year at the consumer level adding in rewards and benefits that really capture the consumer market. our third prediction for the year is that here in hong kong and in other markets we will see security token offerings on SFC-regulated exchanges in 2023, um, and my hope is the first one out of the is here in Hong Kong. So those are some insights to 2023. However, for any of the above to come into fruition and for us to finally escape the crypto winter, it all comes down to one thing, trust, which leads nicely on to today's episode in true year of the rabbit style we're jumping right into a hot topic that's been discussed on zoom calls and dinner parties for the past few months the crypto exchange
2: so that is actually our dream uh, our vision to actually lead dem- democratize this private market so that more people more investors can access this
0: greed is a good thing <laughs> like making money having a better life this is on the individual level, um, actually driving the progression of human nature and culture and technology, personally, me personally, is extremely optimistic. Is because I see this is the opportunity. Actually, is going to drive the whole macro economy up.
1: After the FTX debacle last year, there is understandably a level of mistrust and concern when it comes to where you keep your crypto and how safe it really is. Today, we have two guests joining us in the Finiverse: Imu Huang from ADDX and Toya Jang from Bit.com. We're going to be looking at what trading platforms can offer more than being a glorified wallet. From education and IPOs to optimism and greed. First, I caught up with co-founder and COO of ADDX, Imu Huang. ADDX seeks to democratize access to private markets, making it easier and fairer to invest. Welcome to the show, Imu.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me here.
1: Not a problem. Now, um, Inmo, as we emerge from the pandemic, what do you think is the biggest opportunity for fintech companies such as ADDX and investors?
2: So what pandemic Lee taught us, including myself, is how to leave the world using online channels uh, in a more digital way. So uh instead of going to the banking branch to make the transaction uh they are now more used to make the transaction digitally mobile online internet banking uh they're also doing uh e-commerce buying stuff so online is more prevailing now Uh, and because of they cannot freely move out uh, meet the people uh, go to the mall uh that's hard Uh, so during this period that this is time where they really uh learn how to do all those get used to it uh so actually like fintech ourse- like like ourselves who are providing the digital channels uh so that they can actually kind of buy and look at look at look at the app look at the other product anywhere they go uh these are more, uh, more i mean really put into their lifestyle uh so i think that's how the world has been evolving and then that's how the fintech like ourselves uh, has a play um uh, play a uh, ground to play
1: Yeah, no, uh, we're certainly doing things online that we would have only dreamed of three years ago. And it's uh, amazing to see how much change happened to society and our habits in such a short period of time. Now, could you provide us a a kind of the elevator pitch to ADDX? Uh, Let's assume we're on the 20th floor and the elevator is descending. Tell us a bit about the company.
2: Yeah, so ADDX is the, the private markets investment platform uh, where we provide uh, easier access to anybody, uh, more uh, access to like products like hedge fund, private equity fund, uh, VC fund, uh, private risk, uh, which was more of which were more of only available for the institutional investors and the billionaires. What we are doing is we are fractionalizing uh, the investment ticket size uh, from millions to $10,000 for each investment ticket. Uh, what it makes is it makes it makes investment more affordable to people uh, who are using edX. At the same time, we also provide uh, exchange, meaning that we provide liquidity avenue so that they don't have to be locked up for five years, seven years when they invest. Uh, we provide the avenue for them to exceed if they really have to. So. These are like, two uh, unique value proposition we provide to the end users, and really change the dynamics of uh, how people have how people needs to look at the investing into the private markets.
1: No, that's fascinating because obviously the public equity markets, you can trade on any exchange. However, private equity, which would be in advance of an IPO, is the uh, generally been reserved for the exceedingly wealthy or the institutional funds. So uh, this now allows uh, smaller value investors to invest in some of the larger private equity offerings. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. So that is actually our dream, uh, our vision to actually lead, dem- democratize this private market uh, to, uh, so that more people, more investors can access this.
1: Now, why would you invest in private equity over publicly listed funds? What are the advantages? So there are actually three main reasons why you have to look at
2: uh, private equity, uh, private markets product. Number one, uh, they tend to be... Uncorrelated with the private side, so when you invest into the private markets product, uh, you you have your returns and risk and return profile will change, and you have a better diversification. At the same time, uh, uh many reports has been has shown that uh, return from the private uh, market has been better than the public side in the past ten to fifteen years. Uh, the lastly, uh, it tends to be less volatile, so meaning that when the market turns down, uh, public market, the volatility goes up, whereas a uh, private market, the their volatility is actually lesser than the public market side.
1: Uh, Inmo, I'm interested to understand how blockchain, the role of blockchain in opening up alternative investments to the wider public.
2: Yeah. So blockchain, uh, they provide, for example, they pro- provide fractionalization. Uh, it's actually very easy to do fractionalization using blockchain and smart contract. Uh, but one can argue uh, that actually you don't need blockchain to do fractionalization, as this is not a new concept. It had this concept has been around in the market for a long time. Because uh, so, and also actually you can so technically you can do fractionalization with your Excel spreadsheet. You just need to record it properly. Who owns what? But if you think about if you really want to do a fractionalization offer it to the broader pool of investor at scale you actually need proper tech infrastructure so that you don't have to incur a lot of costs by doing so so i think this is the very important part where blockchain will play important role blockchain will play make sure uh whatever we are providing the fractionalization secondary liquidity immutability of the record uh, and so on and so on uh, we can actually provide to broader pool of investor at scale.
1: Right, so it provides you an, a, a really solid um, accounting method uh, to keep track of the ownership and the transfers. Now, uh, inmo, I know that investing in stocks and shares on public exchanges is generally well regulated and secure. How do you ensure the same level of security for investors in private equity?
2: So here at at ADEX, when we first started, uh, we actually thought about this from the beginning. Uh, That's why we went to MAS. Uh, We went through MAS Sandbox Program. Uh,
1: MAS is the Monetary Authority of Singapore? Yes,
2: Yes, the regulator in Singapore. So we went through their Sandbox Program. uh, Then we got the license to operate the market. So we are licensed uh, market operator here in Singapore, meaning that uh, kind of the protection, like consumer protections, uh, the, our cyber securities uh, framework, uh, all of these are actually on par with all the banks, uh, all the market infrastructure operators around the, uh, in Singapore. So actually, the, that's, that's how we ensure the security uh, and also the uh, safeguard the investment that investors are making on the platform. Mm-hmm. We, uh, so that's why we, uh, that's why we uh, from the beginning, uh, started from the regulated field to make sure uh, we provide the full investor protection in that regard.
1: Great, Inmu, uh, tell me about the, the the size of your user base and the typical investor in the private equity deals.
2: So at the moment, we have around 2,000 users uh, uh, di- from the different channel, uh, but uh, the, the typical, typical, and so far, uh, when we first started, our user base has been more uh, professional invest, uh, professional, uh, professionals, uh, yep. meaning that bankers, consultants, lawyers who are more, who knows this market well, yes. who, who knows about the private market. So they, they were very excited when we, when we tell them actually you can invest in, in this hedge fund at 10k minimum. Uh, so they were the first to come to the platform. Uh, then we, that's where where we started, and then we are slowly moving to. Broaden our user base to more mass affluent investors. Uh, That's where, as as I mentioned, the education comes into play. The bigger role. Waves in the Finiverse, the podcast, speaking to the people making waves in finance, fintech, crypto, Web three, and beyond.
1: So, are we edging towards mass adoption of trading platforms? Or is it still only for the die-hard crypto fans our next guest is interviewed by anthony saar the co-founder and ceo of finiverse he talks to the cmo of bit.com to find out more about what she sees going on in this icy crypto landscape
3: hello everyone this is anthony saar the founder and ceo of finiverse with you today our special guest Toya Zhang, the chief marketing officer of bit.com Uh, But we know Toya and I have been knowing each other for a while since our first conferences took place in Hong Kong back in 2015-2016. Perhaps we could start a little bit of what excites you the most about this industry.
0: Wow. First of all, thank you for helping me here. Um, Well, at the beginning, because things change. (laughs) Well, at the beginning, the industry is just different from everything that I understand. and uh, I've been talking to many brilliant people uh, at that time and saying, okay, this is really breaking the, um, the financial industry, what we understand. Um, and this is the innovative and this is the future. This is going to change our world completely. Um, I'm still holding that dream. But what keeps me in this industry now is really things are happening so fast. Even people are thinking like, "Oh, when is the mass adoption coming?" Like people are asking this question a lot. Um, but really, if you see what we've we been through for the past five, six years, uh, the the technology innovation never stopped, and we developed le- like the engine, brilliant engineers, brilliant mathematicians, and uh, developing all those uh, DeFi um, formulas and making things up better and the security is getting things better the the, the sharding race solution solutions making the technology throughput much better um, this is indeed progression and um, of course on the other side the the business model exploration is another side so maybe mass adoption is not coming anytime soon but if you look deeper things are really really happening and um, at a much quicker speed yeah.
3: And could you share with us a little bit more about your recent job at at TheBit.com? What brought you there? What you're doing? And maybe you could tell us a little bit more about TheBit.com?
0: Yeah, so Bit.com is a cryptocurrency exchange which uh, offers crypto trading from the spot market, futures market and as as well as the options uh, trading. So this actually offers a very comprehensive um, financial market compared to the traditional finance. So traditional, we. That's why during our panel, I also uh, indicate that we have a lot to learn from the financial traditional finance market, because the participation um, of of uh, hedge fund, um, uh, like high net worth individuals, asset management firms, is um, building a sophisticated financial infrastructure that actually helped to mm, help to get to the traditional finance at the very healthy level um, comparatively. So we are also doing such thing and, and uh, pushing that uh, from the crypto space as well. So this is necessary, like you have a healthy infrastructure. People understand this. People know how to hedge the risk uh, being professional because it's undeniable that a cryptocurrency has a price of uh, uh, in the market and people are taking advantage of the price. This has already built itself a financial market, so you can't ignore it. You just need to like navigate through it and master it.
3: Um, there's a common sort of pr- the opinion also, which is very popular within the sort of diehard crypto community. Where, where is the believers saying um, we, we build this whole thing to actually distant from this traditional finance to build a new system, more inclusive, more democratic, more liberal. And and now we find ourselves ending ended up with, you know, working with this industry and bringing all this back together. What would you say to, 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 to this?
0: I, I think I've never been member of that group, Die Hard crypto. Uh, I've always believed that this is going to be a, a mixture, uh, kind of a hybrid uh, that is tightly integrated with each other, right? So we can take a comparison with the web Two. Um, so the, the, the hybridization is um, making it more e- easier to understand. So for example, the traditional industry like media printing uh or like the uh restaurants so during the web 2 booming they are having web version and during the mobile revolution they're having the the mobile version so they are adopting as well but at the same time it doesn't mean that they don't have a restaurant office uh, a a business or resta or print media business right the the kind of business still exists so for web 3 if that's that the term that we're adopting here for Web3 um, age, is probably going to be the same. There will be Web3 native businesses that is purely supported and circulated with digital token. There will also be traditional businesses adopting in that sp- space and uh, kind of adapting. And uh, two spaces will work smoothly together.
3: Um, and going back to your point about building a healthier ecosystem, I mean, obviously, from within a camp of naysayers, uh, more like a conservative camp, uh, there is a common opinion that, you know, the crypto industry is driven by greed. Um, There's a lot of scam. So what we should do as an industry to really overcome this perception and how we can actually improve this?
0: Greed is a good thing.
3: Hmm. Why is that?
0: (laughs) It is actually driving the the human revolution. If you think of if you think of it, um, like the like making money, having a better life, this is on the individual level um, actually driving the progression of human nature and culture and technology. Uh, in the in the in the group level, uh, or in the country level. Um, getting a country out of its, uh, its, its less advantaged state is also um, the motivation of getting a country a, a greater place, right? So I'm not saying like, just people, when people are saying uh, because it's speculators and uh, it's an unhealthy space, uh, to some circumstances, yes, but you also need to recognize if this industry is growing, uh, it's inevitable because they are the greatest drive of uh, how things are developing. And it's also um, to a certain uh, certain extent, this is also going to drive the industry to go through the direction that is more uh, catering the human need. So giving an example that human needs a, a metaverse game that is fun to play instead of giving you high yield because it's not sustainable. You need people who are paying um, in the game to have a full ecosystem. So if you recognize what human need, which is greedy, uh, you can build a better product.
3: We are coming through this crypto winter at this point, right? We talked about winter, but it doesn't really feel that cold uh, to me. From speaking like people like you who are you know professionally involved in this space, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of confidence. Where is it coming from?
0: It comes from the experience of many winters.
3: Mm, it's not the first winter. <laughs> this, you're coming through. this
0: is not the first winter, and it's not going to be the last winter. Um, and also, we are in the in the in the environment that microeconomy is also going down. And we are personally, me personally, is extremely optimistic. Is because I see. This is the opportunity actually is going to drive the whole macro economy up back uh, because the value is going to be created in Web3 space. Um, there will be some utilities. There will be people truly passionate and willing to pay for the Web3 services and products. And then that is uh, that is going to gradually uh, draw some of the, the, the economies out of uh, out of uh deflation I mm-hmm.
3: hope. yeah mm-hmm. well we'll see how this will be out and how much time it will take but um when it comes to uh you know back to, back on it, your experience working in, with a few ventures in the past few years um for those people who are looking to, for opportunities to jump into this sort of bandwagon and then really capitalize on, on web3 what would be your advice where to start um, whom to join how to find this opportunity
0: Um, things are really different now compared to when I joined this industry. So when I joined the industry, people need to convince me and saying this is uh, a very promising thing. Uh, They they spent a lot of effort trying to teach me what is this based on my past profession. Uh, They're hiring me. But things are different. Uh, From my experience now, when I am hiring, I am testing if they know about this industry. And uh, that's actually... Or well, just basically asking questions, what do you think of this? And uh, uh, what do you think of Dogecoin? <laughs> What's the history of Dogecoin? So there are a lot of uh, things you, you can just uh, uh, get some um, general ideas back from the candidate. So that's actually um, a criteria nowadays. So if there are a lot of materials available in the, uh, in the Internet based on your own profession either you are in the marketing space or you are an engineer um engineers is like they require more other than just reading news they probably need to read a lot of uh documentations (laughs) and uh, all you're in the compliance space you're in the legal space so uh, because there is a lot to catch up because it's not like very early stage when when um, there is no establishment, nowadays it's different. So have some previous knowledge and understanding and judgment of the industry will, will be pre-required.
2: Tracks in the Thiniverse.
1: Now, uh, one of the regular features on Waves in the Finiverse is uh, tracks in the Finiverse, where we ask people to think of the music they would take with them in the Metaverse or Finiverse. And is there any song that comes to mind that would power your journey?
2: I mean, recently my daughter recommended this song, uh, which keep pops up my head every few hours. Is actually uh, As It Was from Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it just keep popping popping in my head every few hours.
0: think about this question but uh one thing pop into my mind will be who run the world
1: Well, Inmu Huang from ADDX, thank you so much for joining us here on Waves in the Finiverse. It's been great learning more about your company and democratization of private equity. Really appreciated having you as a guest.
2: Thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Toya.
0: Thank you.
2: This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.